Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Susan Koh and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Entering primary school for the first time can be filled with anticipation and excitement for the family. But at the same time, this transition can bring about feelings of nervousness and worries for both child and parents alike. You might have heard the term school readiness, but what does it mean and how can we prepare our children for a successful transition to primary school? Do we need to change our parenting approach and be more attentive to their studies? How can we give our children the confidence and life skills to adjust to a new environment, new routine and guide them in developing healthy friendships? With us to share her personal story is Adeline Chan, a part-time working mom and a mother of two. Welcome to the show, Adeline. Could you introduce yourself to our listeners and give one word on how you feel about your daughter entering primary one? Hi, Susan. Thanks for having me. I have been married for 10 years and have two kids. The older one is um, about to enter primary school in January. So I feel the word that comes to mind right now is nervous because it's, it's our first time, so I have no idea what's ahead. Nervous, I think that's something that I can definitely identify with. You know, my daughter just graduated from primary school, but I can still remember her first day of school like it was yesterday. In fact, I felt like a new mom all over again with so many what-ifs swimming in my head. Will she feel tired from the longer hours in school? And will she be able to know how to raise her hand and ask the teacher if she needs any help? And what if her recess buddies tries to borrow money from her, which is a true story? Yeah, so Adeline, you know, these are all, I suppose, valid parental concerns for every new primary one parent, right? As we go through all these transitions, it will also stir up feelings of nervousness, like you mentioned. So, have you caught yourself having other kinds of feelings as you prepare for your daughter's transition? Yes, I have, Susan. I think that the nervousness uh, covers a lot of other feelings and other thoughts, like whether she will be mentally ready to take on the, the new load of work, because there's now so much, it feels like so much more that she has to, to learn. But not just the mental load, but also I think the social and emotional uh, elements which are amplified in this school or in primary school because her, her kindergarten was a lot smaller. So going to primary school can feel very overwhelming. There are many friendships you have to try and navigate. And all the feelings of maybe feeling stressed about schoolwork or friendships or just navigating primary school. Um, I think on the emotional front, I, I'm just worried that she can have all these feelings and not be able to verbalise them uh, enough and then she ends up bottling up and then uh, it makes her feel very unbalanced. I feel that there are, there are many, many uh, elements to how I can describe what my, my sense of nervousness or anxiety maybe like for her as she enters primary school. So it sounds like there's a lot of unknowns, right? Even as she makes this transition with like this change of environment and even new friendships that she'll have to learn to develop. 
Yeah, but I think hearing you, one thing I would like to say is also that, yeah, it's so good that you are even acknowledging your own emotions because sometimes as parents, when we are not aware of it, you know, sometimes in our language or even our behaviour, when we start to even display all these anxieties, I think our children will also catch on. These are valid parental concerns for every new primary one parent as change brings about uncertainty. And as we go through transitions, I mean, uncertainties will always stir up feelings of nervousness or even anxieties. So what about you, Adeline? What are you worried about in this transition? I think as I look forward to primary one, I wonder if my child, if Victoria, will be ready to take on all these challenges on the emotional front, whether she's ready to try to make friends and receive disappointment, or whether she is uh, ready to take on the workload. Um, even though the subjects are kind of similar to what she had been doing in, in kindergarten, it just feels like it's greater, it's larger. You know, it's six hours a day of school versus three hours previously. So there is a different um, load on the body, on the mind. Emotionally, I don't know whether she is ready to verbalize all that she's feeling. You know, uh, does she feel that I'm, I'm a safe space for her to come home and, and tell me all that she has experienced in the day? Uh, will I have the right space for her to just uh, express how she's feeling and not be condescending or be, you know, just brush off what she's feeling, but really to hear and to acknowledge and to empathize and to just give her a space to express herself. I mean, I'm also wondering if she'll be ready for how big the school will be because her school used to be really small, uh, like 30 students in the whole school. And now that it's 30 students in one class. I mean, any child, any person, even an adult, will feel overwhelmed at the sheer volume of people like, surrounding them. So will she be ready for all these things? These are the thoughts that do run through my mind as we approach uh, January. Mm, I hear you, Adeline. Yeah, there are just so many what-ifs, right? I mean, mm. out there for our kids as they make this transition into something that could be, you know, new environment for them with new friendships that they have to start developing and even the whole point about being able to adapt to all these changes. It definitely sounds a lot for the children. And um, I think even as parents, when we're able to acknowledge the kind of uncertainty and the kind of feelings ourselves, I think it makes it easier for us to empathize with our children and to be supportive, you know, when they are also coming to us and expressing all these things as well. Yes, and I do like what you say. You really want to make sure for her that the home is going to be a safe and safe space that she can come home to, that even though school may be just so new to her with, you know, this whole brand new experience, that home is going to be somewhere that's familiar and safe. I, I also like what you mentioned about just being able to be there for her and to have all these conversations. You know, really all these things is about, um, I would call it ABCs, being able to acknowledge our own emotions and in turn being able to help our children acknowledge their emotions as well. And for B, to ensure that we build up a safe space for our kids and C, to have conversations with them. So even as we talk about preparing our children for primary one and, you know, having all these school essentials ready, like, you know, their school bags, water bottles, and even setting new routines, being school ready goes beyond all that. School readiness is really about the development of the child as a whole, having life skills such as physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially that like you mentioned about, and how they can get along well with others and, and to thrive. So for Adeline yourself, what are some life skills that you hope to pack into Victoria's school bag, so to speak? Hmm. Life skills, for starters, responsibility would be a good life skill. Uh, learning to be responsible to pack her bag, 
to prepare things for the next day or to take things out that doesn't need to be used in the next day or the next few few days to be responsible for her homework for her uh, spelling all these uh, little tests that, that are due uh, that she will be aware of them I guess uh, in the first six months it will be a lot of transition about a lot of adjusting to the new routines and it's a lot of hands-on uh, activity from me from my husband just to keep track of, of all that is happening but in time also learning how to step back and give her the opportunity to make her mistakes if she forgets that she has to prepare for her spelling and she goes to school and she has a panic attack <laughs> or even before before that when she realizes that there is spelling tomorrow and she hasn't prepared for it how am i going to meet her needs at that point in time there were some lessons that I had learned this year when she was in K2 like there were occasions where she has had to hand in homework and she forgot to to do it and the night before she was supposed to hand it in she had like this meltdown just crying and upset and just like I don't want to go to school tomorrow I promised my teacher I was supposed to bring my work in but I didn't do it so I cannot go to school and then it's like learning how to be restrained with my own emotions and then talk to her about hers and then um, help her to see that okay these emotions are valid because she's afraid that she has not done the work and she has also promised her teacher that she will bring the work in but she still has forgotten so she just has to face the music and we, we talked about solutions on facing like what happens after we, we do that right to tell the teacher that I'm sorry you know I have forgotten to do my work I have forgotten to bring it um, but I promise oh, I will bring it tomorrow um, and helping her go through these a couple of times in the past year has also taught me not to feel like okay you forgot to do it let's do it now but to say well to be honest it is your bedtime and it's just too late to do the work you just have to face the music and we'll just roll with whatever comes and I think that is a a mini starter for her in, in learning responsibility. Hopefully in primary school, I can continue with doing that. Otherwise, we will be like, oh, mommy, I forgot my whatever book or my pencil box or this or that. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. So I hope I'll be just telling her, oh, okay, then you just ask your teacher for something or you just tell your teacher you don't have it. Something else that I would like her to learn would be how to, in a way, take no for an answer in her social interactions. She's born in the uh, early part of the year. So in her kindergarten, she is the oldest of her cohort. So she tends to tell people what to do. And because the cohort is so small, there are only six of them in the class, she can be fairly bossy, if you would call it, or um, she has had to learn how to be tactful in the way she talks to people. In a class of 30 or 40, that sense of telling people what to do and them not listening can feel very amplified. They may reject you in a greater sense. She may even feel um, like she can boss more people around. So I think it's learning how to be empathetic of what is going on and learning to, to see things not with just her eyes but her ears also. And it's just learning how to observe what is going on not just with her eyes but also with her ears. And if people are quiet, why are they quiet? And if people say no, you know, to take no as an answer. And it may disappoint her, but it's just part of life. You have to go with it. Mm. 
I really like what you said earlier on about teaching Victoria how to take responsibility for own things, right? And not to be the kind of parent who will just jump in and rescue her um, at the first instance that you know that she has not done something or even if she has made a mistake. And I think it's really this whole process of slowly letting go that's so important for parents mm-hmm. um, that will help our children to learn independence. And even this whole thing about having that empathy and even being um, just so more socially aware of how to interact with others, I think that is definitely a life skill that we'll have to learn. I think even as we adults as well, it's something that we are also learning all the time. Mm. Just having a long-term view of life skills and mindsets to cultivate in our children really goes beyond that first day or first week in school. And ultimately, I think the goal for every parent, right, is to really have our child um, to become moving from parent controls to having that kind of self-control. Mm. And, you know, even research has shown that with consistency, all these important life skills really help to build up our child's emotional and mental resilience in the long term. So, Adeline, with the goal of getting Victoria Future ready, how do you think you are adjusting your own parenting approach? I think I'm trying to put into practice what I know. Nowadays, with social media, we can read so much about what it means to prepare our child to be future ready. You know, to make sure that they, in a way, they are ready to, to step back up after a disappointment or to, to try again. But as a parent, my concern is always that I don't want my child to get hurt. I don't want my child to fail. I don't want my child to be sad. And sometimes it's, I don't want my child to be sad because I don't know if I have the capacity for my child to be sad. Do I have the space to just sit with her or the, the energy to just sit with her and let her express her emotions because unfortunately in our time-starved world, all these things take time. We may not feel that um, the expression of negative emotions are good or necessary or we don't want it to be longer than it should take. So I think learning to just sit with the uncomfortable emotions, uh, giving her the space to learn that I am here, that my husband is here to listen to what her heart is saying, not just what she's saying through her words, right? Uh, but really what she is feeling inside. And then letting her believe that she can be resilient. These disappointments are painful and difficult, but she has met them and then she has overcome them. And the next time she meets something difficult, uh, it may not be the same difficulty, but she can learn from the past that she has already met one, she has overcome it, and she can do the same this time. So I think it's really learning how to, in a way, be the, the parent that she needs me to be. It's very easy to say, but I find it harder to implement because sometimes I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I just don't have the, the emotional bandwidth, in a way, to be the, the mom that she, she needs at that point in time. So it's learning how to draw my own boundaries for maybe whether it's work or whether it's the other needs, you know, using the energy to pour it into her so that she can then be future ready. So what I hear is that you really are preparing Victoria, I mean, really for the long term, you know, um, allowing her to just grow through those experiences and to really learn from every experience. And, you know, not just to dictate how she should behave or what she should say, but really for her to also learn how to figure it out on her own as you support her, understand how she is unique by herself and with her own personality and how she able to just navigate all this, right? And, you know, understanding our child's unique personality is also important. The kind of support that they need from us is also very different. So 
One of our things that we do at our webinar um, is to get parents to go through this child species assessment at our webinars. And one such webinar is the School Readiness in a Digital World webinar happening on the 15th of January. And this is very good for parents who are trying to prepare your children to be ready holistically, either intellectually, emotionally, socially, and digitally, which is a growing aspect in part of their learning journey as well. So Adeline, as Victoria transits to primary school, right, I'm sure there is a lot more talk about how the education system may be more stressful, so there's going to be lesser play and perhaps more focus on academics. Is that an area that you are also more fearful of? I think my main concern is my own expectations of her homework. I had an experience earlier this year where we had to do a piece of work together and even though I felt that she could have gotten it by the second time I had told her, I had let her through it, she still didn't get it. Uh, it was frustrating to me and, and I began to tell her how to do the work in a very rote way, just like asking her to memorise what I'm telling her. It's not the um, approach I want to take um, when it comes to work. It's something that I feel that it should be a learning journey together or it should be a learning journey on her end and I provide the guidance. But because of my own frustration and my own expectation that she should get it already, I felt that it became a lot more painful and frustrating and put in a lot more tension into our relationship than I had expected. So if it was a glimpse into what life might be like in the future, I do feel worried. I, I, don't, I don't want our relationship to only be about work. Like, have you done your homework? Why is it not done? Why do you do it like that? But to find the space to talk about the work, to explore the problems together, to try and understand it together. But at the same time, I realise that it takes a lot of emotional energy to sit with the child to do that homework. And I always wonder to myself, do I have enough of that emotional energy for her? So I think, on one hand, I know in my mind that I have to be prepared to sit down with her and to have patience, to have compassion even. Because sometimes they just don't understand or it hasn't clicked in their mind yet. And to not say, hey, why don't you already get it? You are a very smart child, you should get it. And not use terms like that to bring the child down, but really to build the child up through the entire journey. There is a wish for myself, but I am fearful that, that you know, if one day or if I just don't have the right capacity, I will not be able to guide her the way I want and then it will bring tension into our relationship. You know, homework wars is always something that has caused a lot of pain even through the years of parenting Sophie when she was in primary school. So this is something definitely that I can identify with. And I think what has really helped in our family is to really have a tech team with my husband. So we also recognise that, you know, both of us, we have different strengths. So he will coach her in areas of like maths and science and I will help her in areas of language. But at any one time when we catch ourselves, even raising our voices, we will step in and remind each other that, you know, the reason why our child needs help is because maybe there is an area, a learning gap that she has and to really be more patient. And I find that when we ourselves are teaching our children and are trying to understand um, the kind of learning gaps that they have and being more understanding towards them, I think they will also open up their own struggles in their learning. Yeah, when we don't give them a lot of judgment because that is something that they may even face in school with their teachers or even with their peers. And I also tell parents that if they feel that they are inadequate to also coach their children, you know, there is really no shame, I would say, even to look for external help, being getting a tutor and things like that. Because ultimately, what is important is having that strong 
parent-child connection as well. I mean, the stresses of trying to get the homework done, there may be frustrations that happens along the way. So yeah, do get help if any point you feel that is needed. Adeline, now that I look back on hindsight, right, with a secondary school child, I've come to really see that school is really not just a place where our children go and receive an education, but it's really a place where they really build our children's character over time. And so many times, even as we try to get our children to be more independent, it's just like you know teaching them cycling as well. When they actually start off with training wheels and uh, they need it for stability and support. And that's our role as parents, right? To really guide them, to help them to learn how to maneuver. But over time, as our children also get more confidence, they just really want the training wheels to be off. And that's when they say, you know, mom, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when we have to really step back and let them just be more independent and um, trust them as well. Mm. Yeah, so this whole process, I think it can be scary and exciting. We just have to learn how to let go because when they start to even be responsible for making their own good decisions, they learn how to be independent. I think that is every parent's um, goal as well for our kids. So, Ellen, before we wrap up today's episode, do you have any last words that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I really like what you said, Susan. I'm reminded that the quality of the parent-child relationship has to come first and not at the expense of the grades that we want them to achieve or the goals we want them to meet, but really to see that every child is unique. Every child has uh, different capacities to achieve in different places. And I need to love my child in the way that I give her the emotional energy that she needs. Today, we talked about how parents can first address their own emotions during the transitions to primary school and how to adjust our parenting approach to better support our children in their new phase of learning. So thank you, Adeline, for being on our podcast today. If you have any question as a parent that we can help you with, write to us at parent at family.org.sg. Thank you, Adeline, for joining us today. Keep tuning in and until the next time, have a great week with your family. Mm-hmm.